the land. Do this across the world. Wherever you are joining tonight or today, let's give him a heartfelt worship, a heartfelt praise. Wherever you are, pour out your heart unto God. Thank him for the gift of life. Thank him for salvation. Thank him for your family, your jobs, and everything God has blessed you with. God we bless you. God we worship you. God we adore you. In the name of Jesus we pray. In Jesus name we worship. Today God will bless everyone. Wherever you are connected to this service, God will touch you in a special way. The sick shall be healed. The healthy shall remain healthy. For the poor, poverty yoke shall be broken. For the rich, you shall become richer. Everyone's life shall be touched. No one will be left out in today's blessing. No one shall be left out in today's blessings. In Jesus' name. Put your hearts together for the Lord and help me welcome two or three persons closest to you there. And do that all over the country, do that all over the world. All our viewers, you are welcome. As usual, please like, make comment, and share. Like, make comment, and share. Call everyone connected to you and let them know this service is on. This service is on. Type your name, the city, the location where you are joining us from and the country also where you are joining us from. People are already doing that. Type your name, the city or the location where you are watching us and your country. I can see Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus coming from where? From where are you watching? What's happening? The air conditioner working? Is it working? I put on this fan for me. It's disturbing me. Type your name, the city, and the country. I can see Maria Ikbeme from London, UK. God bless you. Rita Aride, where are you talking from? God bless you. Abondi Bolaji. God bless you. I can see Jennifer Jedivive from Stockholm, Sweden. God bless you. Ademoladin, Nigeria. So join us online again tomorrow morning where we'll be having the annual program, No More Delay, from Lagos. And that's going to be from 8 a.m. tomorrow to about 11 a.m. Nigeria time. I will still remind you before the end of today's service, all outside Lagos, please make sure you connect online tomorrow for no more delay service, no more affliction, no more barrenness, no more poverty, no more bondage in any way. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be anointed. Wherever you are, make sure you connect. Now, let's hit the ground running for today. We are on the theme, Heart of Steel Worship. Can somebody say Heart of Steel Worship? Can you say it well, Heart of Steel Worship? This is our month of still worship emphasis. Heart of still worship. Last Sunday from Dominion City, I ministered 
in two messages on being a steward part one part two please visit our website page or our facebook page download that message you need it tonight today i am building on what we have been building up today i'm ministering on what i call the spirit of servanthood that is the title write it down the spirit of servanthood the spirit the mindset of a servant in the kingdom of god everyone we, we pray today for God. Give me the spirit of service. The spirit of service. Stewardship is the same thing as service. The spirit of serving God. After we have given our life to him. The spirit of servanthood. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. He said, let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. What type of mind was in the was in Jesus Christ the mind of servanthood the spirit of servanthood stewardship is service in Luke 22 verse 27 part B of it Jesus Christ said I am among you as one that serves I did not come to boss you I came your Lord your Savior but my purpose was to serve you and he came to serve. I am among you as one that serves. Come to church to serve. Come to the kingdom to be a steward. Be ready to serve. Be willing to serve. I have said this since we started talking about stewardship. Don't be begged to serve God. Don't be coerced to serve God. Let nobody appeal to you encouraging you. No. You are born and saved to serve. Even Jesus Christ our Lord and Master said, I am among you as somebody that served. In Luke chapter 2 verse 49. Luke 2 49. He said to his earthly parents, Joseph and Mary, you know the story. They came for a program in Jerusalem and they have all gone back and the father and the mother thought Jesus had gone with the boys he was just 12 years old they got home and discovered that he was not there so they came looking for him they came back, they took a journey back and finally they found him in the temple reasoning discussing answering questions with the Sanhedrins, the secretaries and those that were in government and the parents said to him oh son why have you done this to us you remember his answer he said why are you searching for me don't you know i have to be after my father's business kingdom service is a serious business business for the lord business for the kingdom we should take kingdom service as a serious business with zeal and passion we must be ready to serve god and serve humanity with zeal and with passion that means do service in the kingdom service to god and to mankind that's the purpose of our existence god saved our soul in fact he created us sent us to the world and when humanity was lost sent Jesus to redeem us back and gave us the Holy Spirit. For what? So that we can serve him. You are born to serve him. You are born again to serve him. That's our purpose of existence. So that we can be of service to him. Please understand that we are Christians. We are children of God. We are pilgrims in this world. But why here? We are to serve him and serve his purpose. That's the reason we were created. That's the reason we were saved. That's the reason he has blessed you this much. I said the other time, you are not the reason God has blessed you this much. And God is still blessing you and he shall still bless you. You haven't seen blessing yet. Blessings are coming. Your blessings are coming. For one purpose, to serve God and to touch humanity. That's the reason for the blessings. Whatever privilege you have in life, whatever God gave you in life, spiritual, physical, or material, 
it is for one prime purpose to serve in the kingdom and touch humanity please don't live for things live for god write that in your notebook don't live for things live for god luke chapter 12 verse 15 luke 12 15 part b of it he said for a man's life consisted not in the abundance of the things he possessed a man's life a woman's life a boy's life a girl's life consisted not in the things we should possess we are not to live for things we are to live for god god wants us to have things he will surely give us things but we are not to live for those things we are to live for him your life is not for things your life should be for god please don't live for things live for god things are ephemeral they are passing away they won't take us to eternity they won't last forever please add your own name to it say something like this tell me emmanuel do not live for things live for god add your name and say that to yourself wherever you are say that to yourself many times we need to talk to ourselves tell me emmanuel do not live for things please live for god beg yourself to live for god i can't hear you here i can't hear you mention your name to yourself and let the same thing be repeated all over when you live for things you take yourself away from god but when you live for god he adds things to you when you live for material things for cars for houses for comfort hmm, for pleasure what else do people live for hmm? talk to me now money yes money he share when that is what you live for you take yourself away from god but when you live for god he add those things to you see matthew chapter 6 verses 32 and 33 those are scriptures we will never be tired of quoting matthew chapter 6 verses 32 and 33 says for after these things do the gentiles seek gentiles they stand for unbelievers seek for your heavenly father knows that you have need of these things you see what i said the other time god knows you have you need things but he said in verse 33 but seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you how many things oh please talk to me church they talk to me better than this about all things material things physical things marital issues babies monies cars houses whatever your heart can think of that is useful for life god is not about to deny you things he wants to give all things for you he created all things for you how can the omnipotent god be the father of impotent children who will enjoy his things if not his children he said if you've been evil know how to give good things to your children how much more but we are not to live for things we are to live for god for after all these things these things of the world these ephemeral things these things that are passing away these things that won't last forever these things that won't follow us to heaven for after these things inanities of this world do unbelievers run after but yours are to be different seek ye for seek me first serve me first with all your heart then i will add all this to you is god a liar numbers 23 verse 19 he said god is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent if he says he will add things he will add things now what people have done and unfortunately christians also is that we have turned the thing the other way around we have put the cat before the horse it is the horse that should pull the cart. So when you now put the cart before the horse, what happened? There will be no movement. That's why in many people's life, no movement. When you put the cart before the horse, there will be stagnancy. 
That is the reason any Christian can be stagnant. Because they have done it the other way around. Now, for man, even Christians, it is as if, look, let me spend my time, my youth, my energy to acquire things. To acquire things. When I have acquired things, I will then use things to serve God. Can I say this to you? God needs your heart more than he needs your money. God needs your heart more than he needs your money. More than he needs your strength. Your heart first. He says, son, daughter, give me your heart. He didn't say, give me your house. He didn't say, give me your car. He didn't say, give me your clothes. Or give me your visa to the whole world. Give me your residency. Give me your green card. He didn't say that. Give me your heart. The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. Give me your heart. And when your heart, I said the other, was it here? I said it somewhere else. When you give God your heart, He will show you your place on earth. There is a place for you on earth. There is a position. There is a domain. You are created to have dominion. And when we talk about dominion, you are talking about a king in a domain. There is a domain. There are things God meant for you. There is an environment you must occupy. There is a place where you call the shot. But he said, don't put that forward. Don't make that number one. Give me your heart. Serve me with all your heart. And I will let things be added to you. That is God's order. That is God's order. After all these things, the comfort, the, the things, the comfort of this world, men seek after. But if you seek me, I will add them to you. As I have said many times, that should be our motto. Matthew chapter 6, verses 32 and 33 should be a Christian's motto, should be our mantra. We should recite it to ourselves every day so that we don't forget. Don't seek for things. Seek for God. He will add things. Don't seek for things. Seek for God. He will add things. Live for God. Serve God with all your heart. That is your purpose on earth. And it is his duty to add things to us. I've said this again and again. I have never asked God for things. I've never prayed and said, God, give me cars. I've never prayed and said, God, give me a house. I've never prayed and said, God, buy me clothes, you know. All these heavy, heavy materials, I need them. No. My heart is serving him and he is adding things. I prophesy to somebody's life. As you understand servanthood and you begin to serve him, he will add things for you. He will add things for you. In the name of Jesus. Never will you lack anything anymore. Never will you lack good things of life. I want us to know that God is a good God. God is not a tyrant. God is not wicked. God is not a God that rejoices when his children are suffering. No. Every Christian suffering and crawling and in pain brings pains to God's heart. What is that, Pastor? If he brings pain to God, why can't God just remove it? But God cannot remove it if you are breaking his word. For God to keep blessing you when you are not in line with his word makes God lawless. In fact, the devil will accuse him. You've broken your word. You've broken your word. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. I will add all other things to you. So if you are seeking all other things and God is adding in fact, what else should he add to you when you have been seeking it yourself? <laughs> You've been seeking it yourself. So he leaves you to it. Don't let God leave you to it. And for many Christians, God has left them to it. If you can do it by your own power, go ahead. If you can win the race by your own power, go ahead. He said the race is not for the swift. Eh? And the victory is not for the powerful. He said it is not by power, nor by mind. So if you think you have the power, the power of the flesh, the power of connection, intellectual power, muscular power, if you think that is what you, can, you will use to achieve it, he leaves you to it. And the greatest punishment God can give anybody next to hell is to leave you to it. 
is to leave you to him. Leave you at the mercy of the devourer. Leave you at the mercy of the wicked devil. That will not be your portion. I thought your amen would be stronger. I thought your, your amen would be stronger. So, it is God first, not money first. Not business first. Not my family first. Not my children first. Not my wife first. Not my comfort first. Not my empire first. It is God's first. We live at God's mercy. Every minute that tickles, lives are tickling away. Many woke up this morning, they thought they would return home, but they are not returning. They are passed on to eternity of God knows what. So when we give our all to him, he gives his all to us. Let me talk about title. Right title. Our highest title is to be called servant of God. That is the highest title in the kingdom of God here on earth. The highest title anyone can have, any child of God can have on earth, is the servant of God. Look at your neighbor and say, hello, servant of God. Look at another person and say, hello, servant of God. That's, our, that's the highest title available in the kingdom here on earth. Not archbishop. Not preeminence. Not bishop. Not apostle. Not papa. Not daddy. Not geo. Not presiding. No. Our highest title on earth as a Christian is to proudly bear the name the servant of God. We are God's servants. We are God's children in one hand, but we are also God's servant. That's our highest title. Joshua chapter 1 verse 2. Joshua chapter 1 verse 2. God said to Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead, therefore arise. Can you see how God described Moses? Moses, my servant is no more, therefore arise. Moses, the man that served me. Moses, the one that obeyed me, that served me. Malachi chapter 4 verse 4. Malachi chapter 4 verse 4. He said, remember you the law of Moses, my servant. All throughout the Bible, God referred to his choice people as his servant. Go and read the whole Bible. Those that he loves, those that were close to him, Moses that spoke to him as a man spoke to speak to his friend. He said, Moses, my servant. All throughout the entire Bible, when God wants to address his own people, his own workers, his own ministers, he called them his servant. Service is the currency in this kingdom. Service is the currency, not naira, not pound sterling, not euro, not dollars. Service to God is the currency we use in this kingdom of God. Romans chapter 1 verse 1. Listen to Paul there. Romans chapter 1 verse 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. Did you see that? That was Paul writing. And that was how he introduced himself. Paul, a servant of God, called to be an apostle. Can you see? It is discipleship first before apostleship. It is discipleship first, service, before apostleship. It is Servanthood is the pathway to mastership. Servanthood is the pathway to greatness in God's kingdom. See again Titus chapter 1 verse 1. Titus chapter 1 verse 1. He said again, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. Go and read through all the Pauline letters. That was his standard introduction of himself. Go and read all his letters. And he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament scriptures. And that was his standard introduction. Anytime he was writing letters to people. This is why, if you have ever seen my letter, I sign off with his servant, Femi Mane. I don't even put pastor. There is no entitlement in title. It is your worth. It is the value you are adding. Eh? I get to so many places to minister and they say their mouths are too heavy to call me pastor. I said, why don't you look at me? They say, our doctor, bishop, archbishop. I said, well, just give me the microphone. 
<laughs> the taste of the pudding is in eating. If there is any calling on me, if there is any anointing on me, give me the microphone. There is no entitlement in title. I call my friends what they call themselves. By the grace of God, my title is a pastor or even brother, Femi Emmanuel. For years, I resisted being called pastor when this ministry started. I said, no, 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 don't call me prophet. Just call me brother Femi Emmanuel. Don't call me brother Femi Emmanuel. Because it's not the title. And some people, if you don't call them doctor, bishop, archbishop, chief, there will be a problem. There will be a problem. <laughs> Empty drums sounds the loudest. All my friends, I call them what they call themselves. But I know there is no uh, entitlement in title. But call them what they call themselves so that there can be peace. It is servanthood. That is the pathway to greatness in the kingdom of God. Be a servant of God. Carry the heart of a servant. Let your attitude be that of a servant. Let your look be that of a servant in the kingdom. Look like you want to serve. Talk like you want to serve. Walk like you want to serve. Let that be the expression on your face all the time. You know there are some church members you want to call them perhaps to send them on an errand or to ask them to do one thing or the other and you send for them. By the time they open the door and you see their countenance you say um, uh, uh, did, I, did I say you should come? I, I'm sorry. Uh, you, you can go. You can go. Because they carry the look of what's all this wahala for. They carry the look of pride of arrogance, they carry the look of this man want to trouble me again. You quickly ask them to go and look for somebody else. The Bible says God receives the proud. Look like you are willing to serve. Look like you are ready to serve. Talk like you are ready to serve. Carry your let your body language. Eh? That's let your body language show that you are willing to serve. Dress like you are ready to serve. Look like you are ready to serve. Let it be written all over you. I am willing and ready to serve in the kingdom. And see what God will do with your life. See what God will do with your life. Carry a look of I will serve. Let somebody say I will serve. I will serve. Say, let somebody say I will, I will serve. Look like you want to. You know there are certain things when people want to tell you or give you. When they see the look on your face, they change their mind. I've done that a number of times. I, ah, this one does not look like I could ask him to do anything for me. Tell two people there, look like you want to serve. Tell yourself, I am ready to serve. Let your facial expression show it. Let your attitude show it. And like I said, let your body language show it. Mark chapter 10, verse 44. Jesus Christ said, this is coming from the mouth of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, and whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. Is that in your Bible? Is that in your Bible? That is why I said to you, servanthood is the pathway to greatness. Whoever wants to be great among you, whoever wants to be a leader among you, let him be the servant of law. If we are leaders at all, we must be servant leaders. We must lead people from the front, not from the back. We must say to them, do as I do, not just as I say. Whoever wants to be the chief among you, let him be the servant of all. I know you want to reach the top, but I have come today to tell you, servanthood is the root there. I know you want to be great. You want to be anointed. You want to do great things for God. You want your name to be known. You want your face to be heard. Nothing is bad about it. But servanthood, service in the kingdom is the express road that leads you there. Ordination is not for decoration. It's for service. Ordination is not for decoration. It's for service. You know there are those who misunderstand even things as ordination. They think ordination is about the, the share you occupy in the church. <laughs> ordination is, 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 
what you wear. Some people even have certain things we have to demarcate them as ordained. Men may ordain you, but has God ordained you? Our ordination should be of God. And if the church now recognizes anything in us and asks us to serve, it's only a privilege. It's not a right. Say, I hear. In the kingdom, position should not be by sentiment. It shouldn't be by pettiness. It shouldn't be eye service. No, sir. It shouldn't be man, no man. I have leg with the ordinary officers. It shouldn't be emotionalism. It should be service. By the grace of God, in Living Spring Chapel, as long as I live, hierarchy is not going, it's not going to be who came here first. It should be who is devoted, who is committed, who has a heart of service. Because it's about service. The disciple said, look for from among you seven officers that we may ordain to take over this work. Not to fight over the city and over car park lots. No. Let, look for seven. And they gave the CV men that are sincere, faithful, honest, probity, integrity, a heart of service, so that we set them over this work. Ordination is not for decoration. It is for service. When they say they want to ordain you, you should go before God crying. Give me the grace to carry this load. For because whatever he said to whom much is given, much shall be required. So when God gives you the opportunity, one day we are going to give account of it. So it is that it is that should be our mentality. That should be our mindset. It should have nothing to do with sentiment. It should be commitment and being totally sold out to God in the kingdom. It is a heart commitment. In Living Spring Chapel, we have crafted what we call the six criteria of leadership, of workership. The six criteria to make it easy for people to understand and decide whether you are going to be able to pay the price or not. We said, number one, you must be born again. Because anyone that is not genuinely born again, and you saddle him or her with responsibility, the day he will show his true color, like lifting tea in hot water, you will see. <laughs> you know, you, 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 the, the, the lifting tea, I don't know, the green tea, I don't know what they call it all over the world. I'm just using Nigerian terminology here. You don't know the true color of the tea until it gets into hot water. They are a hot water of life. And when you stumble into it and you are not a genuine article, your true color will come. I have seen dickens and dicknesses that are cursing and fighting and keep malice and scatter everything because flesh is ruling. No devotion, no commitment, commitment, just tie to like caterpillar, big tie to little small hearts, big tie to little heart for Jesus Christ. It shall not be so here. So we say you must be born again. Number two, you must enroll in SICOM. That's our Bible. The Bible says they continue steadfastly. Steadfastly. In the Apostles' Doctrine, Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They continue steadfastly in the Apostles' Doctrine. Christianity is a doctrinal life. Are you listening? Christianity is a doctrinal life. There are doctrines. Any church that will be stable, that will be cohesive, that will be strong, must be a doctrinal church. Not a prayer-prayer church. Not a clapping-clapping church. Not just a program-program church, but doctrinal church. That was the mistake we made when we started this church. And by the grace of God, we are correcting it. They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And I said to you the other time, what is apostles' doctrine? It is all that Jesus taught them Plus, what experience has taught them as they grew the church? Every church has a structure. Every church has a code of conduct. If not, there will be anarchy. There will be anarchy. Human beings cannot sit down collectively and 
take care of themselves if there is no code of conduct. That's why you have constitutions over the nation. I, 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 I saw the, the, the National Assembly in Nigeria being inaugurated today. And I saw the way they took the red book and they will read the portion. This is the law guiding this. And if not, they will be throwing stone and throwing chairs there. Human beings can't, even in your house as parents, there must be basic rules of conduct. For the children in the home, if not, they will become something else. There must be values. So, people want to be in a church that has no rules. That has no conduct. That has no structure. No. Any church that has no structure has no future. It is the structure that gives a nation, a community, an organization, a future. Any serious organization, let's even take it out of church. Let's take it to the secular. Any serious organization that is strong, productive, making profit, has a structure. Are you hearing me? There is MD CEOs. There are other directors. There are other this. There are other this. Cascading down. Without hierarchy, there will be anarchy. He said, Moses, my servant is gone. Quickly step into his place. Human being cannot exist without head. Any head-led body is a monster. Are you hearing me? He said, God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of the church. The man is the head of the woman. I mean, and I think the mother is the head of the children. It's not in the Bible. I just think so. I just think so. Praise the Lord. So we say you must go through our doctrines. Sikom 1, Sikom 2, Sikom 3. Then we say you should join a service arm of the church so that you can make your own contribution according to your natural grace, according to your talent. And there is no untalented person on earth. Even the disabled people say there is ability in disability. If you don't have a voice to sing, you have leg to stand like them. You have empathy. You have ability to show courtesy. You should join the protocol. You have strength. You have grace. There is no one that does not have one or two things to serve God. And God gave you those gifts to serve them. If you don't use those gifts in serving him, you will be like the servant that buried one talent. And you know the end result of that. He said, take the one that he has, give to the person that already have ten. I prophesy, what God gave you to serve him will not be taken away from you. So you must join one or two service arms, evangelism, technical, children. You must join one or two arms in order to serve him. And then... In fact, the act of the apostle church was meeting every day. Here we say, meet only one day in a week, one evening, a Saturday. It's difficult for you. How are you then a member of the body of Christ? It is at the cell level because even our body grows as the cell multiply and break into further cell and break into further cell. So, and that is exactly what happened. That was how the act of the apostles grew. They grew. They grew. The Bible says God was adding to them daily such as were being saved. How is it that they were added daily? It was at the house said they met daily. So the church grew through the cell. So if you are not part of the cell system, you are not part of the growth system of the church. You are not part of those develop are contributing to the growth of the body of Jesus Christ. And how are you then a Christian? Then we say be in attendance in all conventional services. In all major services of the church. Sunday service. Tuesday like this. Cell summit. Cell review. Zona meetings. Annual retreats. Annual media conference. Annual world lifting conference. Every, con all the conventional services. Because church ought to be our life. These are the six criteria in this our particular church other churches have their own criteria 
other churches have their own policy and have told you before let me remind everyone listening to me if you want to have peace and be a normal human being i will not be misunderstood i will not just be rolling about without a house there are two doctrines you must accept how many doctrines two doctrines a christian must accept the bible doctrine the four gospels the life and work of jesus christ and the epistles and number two doctrine the structure of your church the code of ethics in your church which may not necessarily be show me from genesis to revelation it is what the church arrived at over time in order to maintain sanity and peace so every church has its own peculiar ones and if you are going to have peace you better accept what that church has i know of a very big church in nigeria there are stand looking ushers at the door if you are coming in as a woman and you don't put anything on your they are they are they, are, they have special scarf they will give you you must tie or else they will not allow you to enter in fact you can't wear trouser as a woman and enter their compound are they wrong no that's their own doctrine i see people complain to me on whatsapp i said if you are not comfortable with it locate relocate to another place another place but if you choose to be there you must be comfortable with what they, what they say they are not wrong we that are not doing it we are not wrong that is job because those are non-essentials they are not the fundamentals but that is what they saw fit for them something must have led them there i just use that as an illustration there are several others and if you are going to be peaceful and have peace in a church that god has led you to join study their doctrine and abide with it the bible says they continue steadfastly in the apostles doctrine apostles doctrine are the code of ethics that they arrived at did you remember when there was a serious argument that the gentiles must first of all be circumcised before they are accepted because the clan the generation of abraham has to be circumcised abraham isaac and the generation he gave them the covenant of circumcision now jesus has opened the door for all commerce so there was a big argument before these people can truly be accepted they must be circumcised and the bible said there was a big argument and then there was the first church council in jerusalem go and read acts of apostles chapter 15 and when they met at that conference the bible says one by one the elders started making contribution and finally james the oldest of them all summed it up and said let's agree at this those things were not said by jesus they were not written in the bible but life has to go on so they had to agree don't let us force them to be circumcised but let us tell them that they should abstain from this abstain from this abstain from this and they will be okay and they say write it down it has become part of the doctrine of the church every church don't go to any church querying their doctrine something led them there situations develop that led them there and when you read the bible several situations and as long as we live situation will develop and when situations develop the leaders will meet and say how is that not how the constitution of a nation also develops are we not shouting we have to restructure nigeria today this constitution is not working we have to change this and change this that is how even in your own personal life even in your family even in your business i said to people change we change or you will be in chains if you use yesterday's method to sell today's market you will not have customer things are changing and nobody can hold change as long as they are not fundamental errors we are to go and abide with the church that we belong to if we don't like their doctrines relocate and one thing about the church you can't change church some people tried it in catholic they called themselves charismatic they were driven out <laughs> until later later they found a way to harmonize up to a level church is like a nation church is a kingdom don't 
try to change your church, they will chase you out. They won't, they will chase you out. The only way you can change a church or make your own contribution is to have belonged to them. Grow with them. Get to the level of prominence where your voice is recognized. Then you can bring a change. It's like I'm going above your head here. So let me calm down. So these six together is the litmus test for devotion, for commitment, for dedication in the church. Please don't come to church services selectively. Don't select service to come. In fact, church should be your life. Have a church life. The problem with many Christians of our days is that absolute freedom. There is no absolute freedom. Jesus set us free from the wicked master, the devil. And he brought us under himself. And he said, learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my body is light. It's still a yoke. There is still a yoke. There is still a body, but it is easier than the other one you are coming from. So there is no absolute freedom. We are freed from sin to obey the master. We still have a master. Are you hearing me? Absolute freedom is madness. In fact, even as a human being, you must put a check on yourself. Don't you put a check on yourself? I say to people, if you are not self-disciplined, you will be self-destroyed. Have you seen people who grew so obese? Have you seen them before? They hardly can move themselves. And what led them to that is their mouth. No discipline. They can't see food and say, food go. Food go. They can't eat a little and say, pack the rest. They say, no, who are that whole mountain? Falls the rubber and they continue and continue like that until they lose control of themselves. It could be for physical structure. It could be for temper. Some people cannot control their temper. When they flare up, they become like the junior brother of Satan. Say, ah, brother, so, so, so. This one is still there. It's because they have not put discipline. But the apostle said, all things may be lawful. But not all things are expedient. And I'm not going to put myself under the yoke of anything. Don't let anything be your master. Only Jesus Christ. Let there be nothing you cannot do without. Is somebody hearing me? I cannot do without. I cannot do that. Uh, Pepeless. Let there be. Paul the apostle said, he said, I know how to abandon and to abase. Let there be nothing you cannot do about. Don't spoil yourself. If you give your, your body... Everything the body is asking for, you will not be able to control the monster that will grow out of it. Say, I hear. Don't come to church selectively. Have a church life. I have told you as I begin to round up, I have told you before that the life of a Christian should be a triangular movement. Your family, take good care of your family. Said, if a man failed to provide for his house, he is worse than if he has denied the faith. Take care of your family. Be a good family person. Your family, your immediate family, and if you're an African, your external family, your extended family, to a large extent. Your family, your work, don't be lazy. Your business, your job. If you are working for an employer, work hard, work well. If you are working for yourself, work well. Take care of your job, your means of livelihood. And number three, the church. So, your home, your work, the church, your house, the office or the market, the church. That is the movement of a truly child, of a true child of God. Anything outside that is as if you have a time left. Social life, sports life, recreation, party. It is as if there is any time left outside of the three. That's the life of a child. That's the life I live. And it's profiting me. Finally, finally, God's reward system. It is service that God rewards. It is service 
before reward and before blessing, before miracle in the kingdom of God. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Hebrews 11 verse 6. It says God is a rewarder of them that diligently serve him. Of them that dutifully serve him. Of them that are there with a heart of service. The servant, the servanthood spirit. Those who diligently seek him and serve him. Reward comes after service. In the kingdom, God's blessings, God's rewards come after service. I want you to read Hebrews 11 verses and Matthew 6.33 together on your own when you get home. It sums it up. Seeking for the kingdom of God is righteousness. All other things shall be added. And God is a rewarder of those who diligently serve him. Don't go through life shouting, I have problem, I have need, I have challenges. Who does not have? Don't worship your problem. A lot of Christians worship their problem. They carry it to church. After church, they carry it home. Carry it all over. When you come to church, lay your challenges at the feet of the master. Go on serving him and see what will happen. Serve him with all your heart. He will take care of all your needs. Write that also down. Serve God with all your heart. He will take care of all your needs. All this running around from prayer house to prayer house should stop. From prophet to prophet to prophetesses should stop. From pastor to pastor. There are many Christians looking for pastors that is so you know, powerful pastor. <laughs> pastors with powerful anointing. With powerful anointing. Stop deceiving yourself. When you should be pastors yourself, you are crying after pastors. Stop deceiving yourself. Fasting from mountain to mountain is an error. I have said it before. Let me say it again. This is my 47th year. 1972 to 2019. This is my 47th year as a born again Christian. By December this year, it will be 26 years pastoring this church. I have never been to any mountain where people go for the first time of my life. Is my life not beautiful? Is my life not wonderful? When you start going to all this mountain, you will collect demons in dozens. And there are prophets there that will, that will give you the mind of the devil and call it the mind of God. Serve God with all your heart and see God pour his blessings on you. Serve God with all your might in church as we have listed it today and see what God will do. Don't carry the look of I need help all over. Don't look desperate. If you look desperate, ordinary human being will exploit you. Don't look desperate for anything. Yes, you have those needs. Yes, there are challenges. Time is going. You need to marry. You need a job. You need finance. Yes, but don't carry it on your head. Lay it on Christ. When you look too desperate, human beings are terrible. Human beings are wicked. They will ride on your head to where they are going. They will take you for a penny. You want husband? Yes, we are here to marry you. They will wipe their dirty feet on you as the footmat and, and, and shovel you aside. Some ladies can no longer number the men that has passed over them. All because they want to marry. Some people have ended up in the slaughter slab. All because they needed money. There is nothing you want God does not have. Serve him first. Let me tell your neighbor, serve him first. Serve him first. Servanthood is the key to God's blessings. Servanthood, a heart of service in the kingdom, is the key to prosperity. Is the key to miracles. Is the key to a beautiful wedding. Is the key to wonderful children. Is the key to good jobs and promotion and anything you can talk about. Service to God. Service to God. And understanding the principles that make things work in your area of interest. I have preached that here before. I have preached that here in one of the services. Because somebody can be saying, but I serve God. I see other people serve God, but nothing to show. If you are serving God and you claim to be serving God and nothing to show, something is missing. You lack principles 
of what make your area of assignment work. You must combine the two. God will not do for you what he has given you power to do. Somebody said God gave us brain so that we can give him rest. And many Christians operate as if they are brainless. It's not just prayer, prayer. It's not just fasting, fasting. It's not just sleeping in the church. It is also identify your own area of potentials. Developing yourself. What it takes to succeed in your industry. Do it. When you combine the two. Knowing God. Serving God. And understanding the principles that make things work in your areas. And you combine the two. breakthrough comes because you got it right. So, I serve God. We sing in the choir. We are in the ocean. In fact, I went to a church about three Saturdays ago. One of our members from one of the states lost his father. And one of, he's a pastor. One of our pastors in one of their. So, and I was around. I said, well, let me encourage my son by going. And as soon as I entered the church, I don't want to mention the name of the church. Ah, Pastor Femane came today. Ah, Pastor Femane. Ah, Pastor Femane. So they were looking for me. We have me and my wife. We see. And when they started talking, they said this church started in, in 1960. Hmm. <laughs> and when you look at the whole environment, you look at the people, they are as poor as ordinary. I guess you know what I'm talking about. We went there together. What is their problem? They pray. They pray, but they lack the understanding that there is a way things work on earth. There is a way you develop business, you develop your career. You have no career, you have no skill, you have no understanding of how your industry works. You say you are only praying, then it will look like praying without result. That is what makes Christianity look like a lie. Prayer looks like it's ineffective because people are praying doing vigil. People are going to the mountain, but things remain the same. Things will remain the same. Service to God makes your industry work. Rise up and let us pray. Rise up and let us pray. I want you to cry to God tonight everywhere watching me. And after this prayer, I will be prophesying to your life. And after that prophetic blessings upon everybody, those of you watching online from nations of the world and you are entitled to God through this commission. The PayPal information will be on the screen for you. Uh, the media will put it there for you now. Please, follow the PayPal information and follow the instruction. If it is tight, you are paying, transmit your tithe, transfer your tithe. If it is offering or battle seed or any other donation. And pastors in all other assemblies will be coming up to round up the service, take the tithe and offering and do all the other things. But let's pray first. Lift up your hand and say, Oh Lord my God, Give me the spirit of servanthood. Give me the understanding of service. And give me the grace to serve. As for that grace, it's a measure of grace. It's a measure of understanding. Lord, give me the understanding and the grace of servanthood. Servanthood, the spirit of servanthood. Give me the spirit of servanthood to serve you unrelentlessly. To serve you unreservedly. To love you and love your house. And love your kingdom. And hate every other thing that is ungodly. Lord give me. The understanding of servanthood. The spirit of servanthood. Is the ministration that came today. Lord give me the understanding of servanthood. Are you praying at all? Are you praying all over Living Spring Chapel? assemblies or the viewing centers are you praying all over the world where you are connected lord give me the understanding and the grace for servanthood in jesus name we pray you are going to pray another prayer similar to that say oh lord my god give me grace to serve you in your kingdom with all my heart grace to serve you with all my heart in your kingdom open your mouth and ask for it there are many christians that think they don't need to belong to a church they think belonging to a church is a waste of time they just want to go all over now you it must be service in his kingdom give me grace to serve you in your kingdom 
with all my heart with all my heart don't let it be difficult for me to be devoted and committed lord let it not be difficult for me to be committed and devoted he will give you that grace he will give you that grace as for it as for it jesus said to the disciples he that told you have not asked me for anything ask and it shall be given i need your grace for total service in your kingdom may it not be difficult for me to be totally sold out to you may flesh not rule me in jesus name we pray last prayer before i pray for you don't forget what we taught tonight please go to the sound room download this message all of you in the living spring chapel assemblies all over the nation download this message put your earpiece hear it again and again it is not more than this to be successful on earth having a heart of total service in his church and then understanding what make your industry work be a professional have a skill have a mentor follow the principles the ethics and the ethos of your career, of your industry. Combine it with godliness. Everything blows open. That is the story of my life. And that is the story of all successful people in Christ. Pray like this. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Let Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. And Hebrew 11 6. Be fulfilled in my life. Let Matthew 6 33. And Hebrew 11 6. Be established for me as I serve you with all my heart. Pour your blessing and your anointing on me. Open your mouth and turn it into prayer. As I serve you with all my heart. Using Matthew 6.33, Hebrews 11.6. Let your blessing and your anointing, your abundance be poured upon my life. Let people see your grace and power over my life, over my home. There is nothing you need that God does not have. He has them to give you. He won't deny you anything. Once you understand servanthood and then your assignment, you add it to it. In Jesus' name we pray. Stretch your hand towards the altar here and all of you watching me across the nations, stretch your hand towards the screen or towards that device you are watching me i stand here in the name of jesus christ i said lord what do you have for your people he said the spirit of servanthood teach them about the spirit of servanthood if they can serve me with all their heart i will give them the whole half i prophesy today everyone that has listened to this message grace to do receive it in jesus name the heart of servanthood the heart of service not minding who is not serving not complaining that others are not serving. Just going, serving God in the church, serving God with a heart and a spirit of commitment. Receive it in Jesus' name. Many of you are already serving. Receive grace to serve more. Receive grace to serve more. He said, I have not asked the house of Jacob to serve me in vain. I prophesy to everyone under the reach of my voice, you will not serve in vain. Says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All other things shall be added. May all the other things be added. Things that other people are looking for. That deny them the grace to serve God. God will add it to you. Fruitful marriage. Wonderful family. Great children. Prosperous business. Financial breakthrough. Good health. Long life. Peace of mind. God will make you relevant. Make you impactful make you innovative you become a role model a pedestal for everybody to look and learn from a mentor to your mate receive it in jesus name wherever you are suffering as a result of ignorance may god make you knowledgeable in that area and wherever the hand of the enemy is plaguing you may that hand wither off now may a new lease of life enter you Things you have been struggling and laboring to get, may they become addition. May they become addition. If there be pain and ache in anyone's body, 
from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet receive a divine touch tonight you will wake up tomorrow morning totally healed your things will be working doors will be opening your life applying where you are held down or held up may you be released now oh he said your mate has left you behind you will catch up with them you will even be ahead of them the Lord will turn your life around in a miraculous way you will be a living legend a surprise to your generation what is working for you now will work better what is yet to be working will start working in the name of Jesus in whichever area you are deficient you will become sufficient there the Lord bless you the Lord lift you the Lord increase you may the word of God walk in your life may this anointing walk in your life you are blessed forever lift up your hand and give glory to God lift up your hand and say God I thank you I did not miss this I thank you for what I'm hearing for what I'm seeing I thank you because my life is changing my things are changing I thank you because everything about me is taking a new turn for better you are blessed you are blessed